you are now listening to <laughs> yet another podcast podcast set. Okay, welcome everyone. We are, uh, I want to start off tonight. Um, I did something in poor taste, uh, not intentionally, um, but last episode we were doing a uh, Super Tuesday was the topic and, um, you know, a lot of times when I do these shows, I'll, um, I'll have music to start and end and I usually find it first and have it set up. And sometimes I don't know where I'm going to go with the episode. Sometimes things just come up. Um, And the last episode, I ended by speaking about the tragedy that happened a few weeks ago in Tennessee with the tornadoes. And, pardon me. Um, And, um, you know, right after I'm speaking about, you know, keeping those people in our thoughts and um, speaking about how awful that was for those people. Um, You know, I listened back to the episode in its entirety and all of a sudden uh, I ended the show. I started it with Super Freak uh, by Rick James and for Super Tuesday and then I ended it with Tuesday's Gone by Leonard Skinner, a classic song by Leonard Skinner, one of my favorites from them. And um, when I heard it back, right after talking about the tornado, um, if anybody knows the lyrics to Tuesday's Gone, you know, he's saying Tuesday's Gone with the Wind, My Baby's Gone with the Wind, and it just seemed in poor taste that that song would come on right after I spoke about these poor people um, being affected by this tornado. So I do apologize. It was not intentional. Um, and it just, I thought about it right when I heard it and I'm, I was like, man, um, but I did not do it intentionally. I did it because, you know, of Super Tuesday and that was about it, but it just made me feel a little funny. And I just wanted to say that to anyone who may have heard the episode, um, all two of you. And, um, but this week we're, we, we're back here and, um, you know, I realized after five episodes and after like a month of doing this, I've never said my name. My name's John. Um, I'm John. And it's been about a week since our last episode. Um, and we just finished up another uh, night of primaries uh, where Joe Biden again almost sweeps uh, the six states, um, taking Michigan, which was huge. Um, really was hoping Bernie do come back and come back with that. Uh, Michigan vote, but uh, Biden took that. He took Idaho, Mississippi, Missouri. Uh, Sanders took North Dakota, and I think I think the votes still may be coming in. I'm not sure, but I have Sanders winning uh, Washington. It could be a tie, or, or Sanders has the slight edge in Washington State. But um, otherwise, you know, Joe took the night again. That's back-to-back where Joe has come out victorious and um, it's not looking too great for for Bernie at the moment, but Bernie's hanging in there. Bernie is not dropping out as of yet. I did hear something where 
Um, someone told me they may be teaming up to create a, or form a team to defeat Donald Trump, but I don't see, uh, you know, I, d I don't hope that. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope Bernie sticks in there and, and does this thing and wins. That's what I want. Um, now, I don't think, I really don't think Biden has what it takes to be Trump. I really don't. He is the exact same type of Democrat that we've put in office before who doesn't do anything. They talk a good game. People feel comfortable with Joe. Um, I mean, Joe was really lucky to have that Obama connection, isn't he? I mean, without that, I don't think Joe would be doing nearly as well as he's done. Um, I mean, it all started with that South Carolina vote, man. He, Ever since then, he's taken off, and then everybody dropped out and backed him up. And now you have people who, few of the candidates that were uh, in the race before, now they've stepped up and supported him. Also, um, the only one who's dropped out since our last episode is Elizabeth Warren, um, which we knew would happen, and she dropped out a couple days after. Uh, I think it was uh, Thursday she dropped out last Thursday. And um, she hasn't um, claimed to support anyone as of yet. Um, but I don't know. I don't know uh, what she'll do. I mean, there's speculation that, uh, you know, Bernie could take her on as uh, his vice president. I think, you know, I don't, I don't know their relationship personally. I, you know, I know they know each other. They've worked with each other. They've known each other for a long time. They got into it a little bit at the debate. I remember uh, Elizabeth Warren said uh, that Bernie uh, supposedly uh, said to her that a woman couldn't win the seat and be president. Um, I don't know how that all went down or if, if that's even true. Um, but, you know, she said it was, and we don't know. I mean, only Bernie and Elizabeth Warren know if that's the truth. And um, I don't know if their relationship is good enough for uh, Bernie to do that, but I think that they both have the same thing in mind, which is to defeat Trump. And if Elizabeth Warren could come over and help Bernie gather some votes and... Uh, go up against uh, Biden and really uh, start to turn the tide his way, I think that could be a good thing. I think Elizabeth Warren had a huge following. A lot of people like Elizabeth Warren. Um, many uh, woman act women activists and um, uh, are, are, are wanting whoever uh, wins the Democratic nominee spot to take on a, a woman vice president. Um, that's the talk of the town. And you know, um, I think, uh, you know, it's time. Um, there will be a woman president. Uh, I think, I think very soon. Um, it's coming. And um, to have a woman vice president, you know, I'm sure Joe has thought about it too. He, he, of course he has. And I'm sure he has a few women in mind. Um, I don't know if it'll be Elizabeth Warren. I don't know how she feels. I, I, actually, you know, I don't know. Um, but I think when it comes to Bernie, I think a lot of people who were a fan of Elizabeth Warren and her her views and um, the things that she wanted to have change in this country also had a certain liking for Bernie. And I think that a lot of them, now that she's dropped out, would 
swing over and vote for Bernie. And I think that could be a good thing for, for Sanders' campaign to take on someone like Elizabeth Warren. But, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know the plan as of now. It doesn't, I mean, you know, it's a little, I feel a little weary about uh, things as of late. And, you know, it's just every, you know, it's not even a week. And, uh, you know, I still feel good about Bernie. I really do. I think he is the one to go up against Trump. And he will be the one to give him a fight. Um, and actually defeat Trump. I think he's the one. It's not Biden. Biden is just the same old, same old. Um, we've seen it before. We've heard it before. And he will not beat Donald Trump. He won't. There's no way I see that Joe Biden beating Donald Trump. Um, I've already expressed how I feel about Joe. I don't have any hatred towards Joe. None. I dislike Joe. I don't trust Joe. I don't want Joe as my president. But I've, I've said before that if Joe were the nominee and he's going up against Trump, I would have to vote for Trump. I would have to vote for, for Joe. Oh, 40 and slip there. I would have to vote for Joe Biden at that point because I refuse to vote for Trump I will never vote for Trump put a gun to my head you'll have to shoot me that's how I feel um, so I don't think that Joe will be the one to defeat Trump if, if that's the case we've, we've lost we've already lost you might as well hang it up and just give it to Trump now because it's not going to happen now if you put someone in there like Bernie it was a complete 180 from Donald Trump. Um, I think you have a good chance. I mean, I would love, I think a lot of us would love to see a debate between Donald J. Trump and Bernard Sanders, right? I mean, how great would that be? I mean, with Bernie's lifelong political experience um, and Trump's lack of experience, to say the least, um, and without anybody up, up there telling him what to say, uh, he's going to be in trouble when it comes to Bernie. Bernie has lived an honest life. There's nothing really that Trump can pull up to really uh, embarrass Bernie in a way where it, it can't be fixed or people will just be like, whoa. You know, now when it comes to Biden, there's going to be all kinds of things Trump's going to get into. I mean, he... He will talk about his son, Hunter, and Burisma. He will talk about the NAFTA trade deal. He will talk about uh, his support in the war, in the Iraq war, and many things that uh, Joe has done flip-flop throughout his whole career, uh, where Bernie has pretty much been on the same even keel for the last 40-some fucking years. I mean, the guy is, he, he says what he says, and he means it. And um, he's still here. Um, fighting for the same causes and, and fighting for us and fighting for the future where I don't think Joe is that guy to um, really change anything at all I mean Joe is supported by the billionaires Joe is supported by the 1% he is that he is of that um, and he's not going to change much he's not going to stir it up and get in these corporations faces and fight them and do what needs to be done for climate control 
and uh and and for us going green worldwide i mean and for us to start it off here and try to get things the ball rolling when it comes to that green deal and just doing the right thing when it comes to emissions and anything else that we have to do to clean this world up i don't think joe is really the guy to do that where bernie is i mean that's his whole campaign it's universal health care which most americans the majority of americans want you know There's a new Green Deal, which most Americans want. You know, fighting these huge corporations that step on the lower class. Most of us want an end to that. Most of us want that to stop. The majority of Americans want these things. They want a raise in um, minimum wage. I mean, it's ridiculous at 725. I mean, come on. No one can live off of that. Americans want change. Joe Biden is not your change. Bernie Sanders is the change. He's the complete 180 from a Donald Trump. The complete 180. And that will be the reason why Bernie could be the one to defeat Trump. Where Biden, I don't think, will or can. I just think Trump will destroy Joe in a debate. Now Joe knows knows his stuff, but Trump is going to come after him for the things many people are saying lately. They're calling it a, a cognitive decline in Joe Biden, and um, where he's been making a lot of me- he's been making a lot of missteps and slip ups, and forgetting certain things and seeming confused. And um, Trump is going to be all over that, for one. And um, amongst every other thing you can think of, possibly, that Joe Biden has been involved with. And he is going to go right after him, when, like I said, when it comes to Hunter Biden and the whole Ukraine thing. And, and it's just going to, it's going to blow up in Joe's face. Where Bernie will be able to handle himself against someone like Trump, I think he, you know, is fighting his upper lip, just waiting to get in there against Trump and just show him what he's got and see what Trump has got, which I don't think is much when it comes to Sanders. Trump is scared of Bernie Sanders, scared of Bernie, just like everyone seems to be. Everyone has jumped on Joe's bandwagon and they're scared of change and they're scared of Bernie, and so they want to jump on the norm. Eh, Joe's comfortable. We'll support Joe. We've seen, we've seen what he's about. We we know the type. Let's just let's put him up. Let's put him in there. Let's support Joe Biden. Same old, same old, old Joe. And I just don't see how that's going to work. I just don't see how that will work. It will not work. Trump will win hands down if it's Joe Biden as the nominee. That's it. Now, nobody knows. I don't know. Nobody can predict the future. It's just how I feel. And I think a lot of people feel that way. 
I also think a lot of people as of late, I mean, think Joe's the one. I don't really understand that. He's not anything too much different from a Trump. Now, I'm not saying he's some uh, maniac that just says whatever he wants to say and doesn't respect the office and just a vicious man and just a, just a, a mean, vicious person like Trump is. I don't think that at all about Joe, you know. But I do think they're one and the same in that they cater to a certain type, which is the rich. So where's that going to get us? How does that change? We will have another four years of what we've had here, whether Trump or Biden, and then God knows where we'll be after that and who we'll elect after that. If you put someone in there like Sanders now, it starts the ball rolling for a complete change in this country's outlook. And it starts that whole process of bringing down these big corporations and starting America on the path to do the right thing for once. And to now follow in the footsteps of many other countries who've already got their shit together when it comes to changing the way we, we do things here, where we just hurt the planet. We hurt the poor. They're looked at as being nothing. And we have been for a long time. Too long. Bernie is the guy, too, who wants to change that. He's the man. He's the man for the job. Now, whether he does well or doesn't fare well in this debate coming up on Sunday, this Sunday they're having a, a debate, Biden and Sanders, at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm looking forward to it. I wished we would have had one, the debate before yesterday. Today is March 11th. We just had this primaries yesterday. And I think that, that may have helped Bernie if they would have had a debate um, prior to. Um, but unfortunately, we didn't. And so now those votes have come in. Joe has taken those states again. And now I have to wait a few days till they have this debate. And we'll see how both of them do. I don't know if Bernie will drop out beforehand. I don't know if Bernie, I don't see that making this debate. I don't know if he'll drop out after the debate. I mean, this is just a constant changing. I mean, week to week, it changes. I'm getting down to the nitty gritty now. And um, we're going to figure out who's going to be our nominee really soon. I really hope if anyone's out there and you are supporting Bernie Sanders, that you get out there, you show your support, that we, that we keep the fight going, and that we know that he is the guy to help us get through and to defeat Donald Trump. He's the only one left. He's the only one we have left. It's not going to be Joe Biden. 
I just can't see that. I mean, I live in Delaware. Now, I'm not here during the days. I work in Philadelphia, I work in South Jersey. So I'm not riding all around the state of Delaware, but I'm here in the evenings and I'm here on every weekend. I haven't seen one Biden lawn poster, sticker. Uh, I did see a guy wearing a Joe hat in the supermarket a couple weeks ago, but that's about it. That's it. Honestly, there's, it's no exaggeration. I haven't seen one thing, not even a, a fucking billboard that Joe would rent out um, to have people in his home state support him or get his name out there. I just feel like he didn't even think he needed to. Like, he's just, I got this in the bag. And then it started to really fall off about a month ago. It's probably like, oh, shit. Then all of a sudden, South Carolina, man. And then Super Tuesday. And it was like, oh, okay. Joe's back. But honestly, even in my, even in his home state, in the state I live in, Delaware, I've seen nothing for Joe Biden. I haven't heard anybody really. It's not like you are required to uh, vote for a candidate just because they're from your state. But you know, we're a small state and you'd think that you'd see some support around here. Like not even in my own neighborhood. I live in North Wilmington, um, 27 miles away from Philadelphia. Um, I've seen nothing for Joe Biden, nothing. And it's just, it's just a little, it's a little strange to me, you know, it just, it, it just really is. It's somebody who is running for president uh, in their own small state doesn't have more of a uh, influence in their own state. It's just, it's just strange to me. I just feel it just goes to show you how Joe, Joe thinks and thinks he has it in the bag. And he may well have it in the bag at this point. I mean, with enough support from everyone it's like a, it's like a, a gang up against bernie sanders um it's just unfair this whole process the way it goes down it really is it really is the way we do this shit there needs to be changes i'm not just saying this because of um you know bernie's falling off um i just i've always felt this way about this voting process and the way it goes it just doesn't work then he steals stuff they steal they steal uh nominations away from people they've done it in the past many times in the recent past um, did it the last time with Hillary and Trump and uh, but Hillary fucked up too she fucked up in a lot of ways so it wasn't um, it was on her in a lot of ways uh, but here we are now we're not talking about Hillary Clinton now Joe to me is like the male version of Hillary Clinton basically and how did that how far did that get us well she won the popular but what she's not president is she she didn't win enough to make a that much of a difference wasn't a landslide it wasn't it was too close and right now, the good thing is that Biden and Sanders are close when it comes to delegates. And Joe has the upper hand, of course, right now. He's doing really well. Um, 
But Bernie is right there. They say Bernie doesn't have the support of the young people. Um, I don't know how much of that is true, if that's just media talk and hype. Uh, I'm sure maybe as projected or else, you know, maybe it will be it will be different right now if he had all that youth support that um, they said he'd have. Um, I think a lot of the um, the black vote means a lot too. I mean, having that connection to Obama when it comes to the black community, I mean, gives Joe the advantage big time. I mean, without that, I don't think Joe would have such um, a good lead. Without that support from the black community that Bernie, I don't really understand, doesn't really get. When Bernie's been fighting for uh, civil rights his entire career, marched with Martin Luther King, he's been arrested for protesting for black rights, and justice for the black community and people of color all throughout our country, his entire life. Joe's just buddies with Obama. He's riding his coattails now. So I don't necessarily understand that support. I mean, I get it, I do understand it. But it just, all in all, it doesn't make sense when you look at the two and what they've done in their lives for, for people in general and specifically for the black community. I think Sanders has fought hard to try to do right by people and help people. And he continues to and still wants to. And um, you know, I don't know where, where we'll be in a week from now. Uh, like I said, the debate is coming up. I'm sure many of us will watch. I know I will be. Um, looking forward to it, actually. Um, may the best man win. At this point, that's all I can say. Um, obviously, you know I want Bernie to win. And I want him to do well. He's the one who I think will. He can beat Trump. He can do it. Um, but may the best man win. four and a half minutes so let me start by telling you what you're not going to see on TV tonight and that is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who we honor today was a nonviolent revolutionary he took on the entire political establishment he took on the economic establishment and he fought racism every step of the way. And what our job is not just to remember the history of Dr. King, it is to absorb his revolutionary spirit and apply it today. And that means we will fight racism in every part of American society. 
we will tell Republican governors they will not suppress the vote. If you're 18 years of age in America, you have the right to vote. End of discussion. Dr. King understood that there were the triple evils of American society were racism, were poverty, and militarism. And today we say in America, we will not accept massive levels of income and wealth inequality. We will not have a system where three people own more wealth than the bottom half of American society, while a half a million Americans sleep out on the streets of our country today. We will not have a system where we are the only major country on earth not to guarantee health care to all people. Health care is a human right, not a privilege. We will not have a system where the very, very rich get richer while the poor get poorer and half of our people are living paycheck to paycheck. We remember Dr. King's revolutionary spirit and we say to the 1%, you cannot have it all. This country belongs to all of us. Dr. King believed in ending war and militarism. And we are sick and tired of spending trillions of dollars on endless wars when our kids can't afford to go to college or are leaving school deeply in debt. We are sick and tired of people working for starvation wages because you can't raise a family on $9 an hour. We are sick and tired of a government which ignores the existential crisis of climate change. We are sick and tired of a racist and broken criminal justice system. Disproportionately jailing African-Americans, Latinos, and Native Americans. Brothers and sisters, the legacy of Dr. King is to have courage. This was a man who stood up against the war in Vietnam when it was not popular. This was a man who stood up to his own president when it was not popular. This was a man who stood up to the entire establishment of his time. So let me conclude in my four and a half minutes. This is the wealthiest country in the history of the world. And if we do not allow Trump and his friends to divide us up by the color of our skin or where we were born or our sexual orientation or our religion, if we stand together, there is nothing that we cannot accomplish in the fight for economic justice, racial justice, social justice, environmental justice, in the spirit of Dr. King. Let us stand together, let us go forward, let us complete the journey. Thank you very much.
Okay, so they've declared uh, the coronavirus a pandemic today. Um, they've come out with it now. They said that. And, um, you know, we are going to have to do some changes as a country um, when it comes to dealing with this. And, um, you know, right now I think I've heard that March Madness, uh, many of these um, these college basketball teams are going to play these games without a crowd um, to empty arenas, which will, you know, it would be strange to see that um, on TV. And I'm sure it's strange for the players. Um, it creates a certain atmosphere that they're not used to. Uh, the crowd means a lot um, when it comes to playing sports, if anyone has ever played sports. Um, it just does, and it just creates an energy. But um, we have to do certain things to try to quell this thing and do what we can as a people to slow this thing down or try to be as safe as we can and as smart as we can as a country because we aren't prepared. We were not prepared for this. Our country was not prepared. Our president doesn't seem like uh, he knows what's going on. He, he's playing it off as being not a big deal. I've heard him say that phrase many a time. And, um, you know, he's in good health or as far as he tells us. He doesn't need a, a test. Um, and when you have someone who is our leader um, playing something off like as serious as this is um, it's just a little scary I mean what he should do is come right out and talk to the country to all of us and explain in detail what this is so everybody so everyone understands what the coronavirus is how to go about dealing with it, what you can do to be safe, and explain that, look, at the moment, things are going to change in your life. We will get through this, but for the moment, you may not be able to go to a concert or a sporting event or anything else where you have a crowd of people where that virus can be spread from person to person. It's just not a smart thing to do. And if we have to do that as a country and as a people, then that's just what we'll have to do. It sucks. And a lot of people will miss out on certain things maybe this year. But I mean, that's just what we have to do. And that's what he should do and come out and say. But again, he doesn't really understand what it's all about. He just acts like he does and says he does. Um, and then plays it off as nothing too serious that it's all the media and a bunch of fake news and then you have some idiots out there who are saying this is a democratic ploy to destroy John Donald Trump's campaign that it's some something the Democrats made up if you can believe it I mean you've got some really radical people on that side that just say anything um, to support their supreme leader it's just nuts I mean stop it already I mean, we, we are, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to cancel. I think they're going to cancel Coachella um, this year. I mean, there's going to be big changes um, with this thing until they get this thing under control. You know, I was reading um, the the influenza um, pandemic of of 1918 and 1919, where. They said um, 
the statistics are that I think they said like 500 million people were affected by this influenza in 1918, 1919. 500 million people. And um, they say upwards of 50 million people died from that from that flu back in 18 and 19. And um, now look, it's 100 years ago and um, you'd think that we'd have um, we'd be better better prepared and 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 we are in in a lot of ways of course it's been a hundred years I'm sure we are but this thing hit a few months ago and all of a sudden it started to creep from place to place to place and now it's here and actually today in my home state of Delaware we just got our first um, case and it was at the uh, my my oldest daughter's uh, former college, University of Delaware. I think a professor uh, at University of Delaware became affected by it. So um, it's 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 now in my home state. It's our first case. Uh, so it, it it's moving around. It's happening, and um, we just need to feel confident that our president needs to understand that he needs to put us at ease, um, pump the brakes a little bit, and try to calm everyone down because you have people out here panicking who are buying up all kinds of things and cleaning out the supermarkets. And everyone is is talking about get these things together if we're quarantined, which is a smart thing to do. I mean, we should be prepared um, in certain ways, but... You know, we all know what the media does. Um, I'm not trying to act like this is anything um, fake or, or, or it's not as serious as it is because I, I do feel these kind of viruses are very serious. Uh, so please don't think that. Um, I just think the, the media gets something and it goes and, and people just, uh, they lose their shit and they start to panic. And um, for good reason. I mean, a lot of times, you know, the people in charge don't really put us... That come in, in, a, in a comfortable position to feel at ease, and um, I know I'm constantly on Trump all the time, but I mean he gives me a reason to do it all the time. It's just his nonchalant attitude about everything, and his confidence in himself that he knows everything when he doesn't know anything. constantly contradicts himself and he doesn't want to listen to the CDC the uh, the officials of the WHO and it's like these are professional specialists in this specific fields and you're not going to listen to them I just I don't understand that you know you should uh lauding these people I mean it's like these are these are your top your top people in these fields and you have to be able to trust them you know I don't trust you Don I don't so we just need to be a lot smarter I don't think we need to panic I think we just need to be prepared 
and we just need to do what we need to do for our families and uh, the people around us and we have to just be smart about it and if it means not being able to go to certain things right now then we have to understand that as a country and just do what we have to do to try to keep this thing under control okay and that, that that's that's all we really need to do um I want to take a moment and end the show. Uh, Today is March 11th. It is my youngest daughter, Sophia's 12th birthday today. And I just really wanted to wish her a happy, happy birthday. Sophie, you are a wonderful daughter. You have been the light of my life for 12 years now. And I know you're still young, (laughs) but you've never given me a problem in 12 years. Um, You're such a caring, loving person, young person, and um, just a wonderful human being. And the way that you conduct yourself and the way you care for others and your understanding of life and people at that young age it really impresses me and I'm really proud to be your father and I just want you to know that you have such a talent when it comes to your art and your music and almost everything you do and just know that I've got your back, and I love you so much. And happy birthday, sweetheart. So we'll end the show on that good note. Many, many more, Sophia. And I'll see you on the next one.